1: Welcome to Chicago! Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your hosts, Iraq, and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 56 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code True Fan 15 for 15% off your entire order. That is True Fan 15 for 15% off your entire order. Get your official TCSF T-shirts now. Go and get them. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with my co-host, my boy, E-Rock. What up, E? What's good? See, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you are a first
2: timer or a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Shoot over there, click on the support button, and Mm -hmm. you can have uh, a couple of different options to uh, be able to support the show and become a subscriber. Today's guest is a huge, Cubs fan. Finally, oh boy. finally oh we got boy. a Cubs fan. Finally we got a Cubs fan. He is a certified comic book aficionado and you can catch his show The Fly Nerd Group on Twitch and YouTube. The one and only Sean Akin's aka Coach-y Soul Soulstar joins us today.
1: Man, I can't wait to talk about these crazy Chicago baseball trades. The trade deadline was out of this world. We get to talk about it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Cubs hey. uh, 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 fans uh, not happy right now. Hey,
2: guess what? Uh, we finally get to talk about the Cubs because we always, <laughs> always have White Sox guests. And I've, I've seen people on the page be like, "Hey, uh, how come you guys don't do any, any Cubs news?" And you know, any uh, Cubs. Anything? I'm not in
1: charge of Cubs news hey. on the page. That, I do my White Sox stuff. <laughs> we, I do my job.
2: We, we're trying, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying to give you Cubs. Uh, news but unfortunately they haven't been giving us good news for most of the season but z let me tell you real quick a little bit about our friends over at acsi with over 50 expert technicians in the chicagoland area acsi offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring whether residential cable installation fiber to the home or commercial structured cable wiring Z, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech, that's ACSI Tech. And click on careers to apply today. Go get you a job. This week we are all Chicago baseball. Like I said, our boy so Soulstar is in the house. He's guest hosting what's the whole show. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about all these crazy trade deadline moves. We're gonna talk about our favorite, all-time favorite Chicago Cubs players and memories. And we also talk about his hip hop career and our thoughts about Lollapalooza.
1: Um, you can put your short shorts away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, y'all. Before we get to all of that, let's hear a quick word from our friends over at Anchor. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Yeah, it's, it's time to touch bases with our baseball teams, and with us today is a huge Cubs fan. I finally got us a one. Cubs fan, ladies and gentlemen. No, We're We're not, we not going to talk about how many fans <laughs> exist on both sides of town. All
1: right. No, you you got us on that. You beat us on that.
2: But check it out My homie Sean Aikens A.K.A. Kochi Soulstar Is here to talk Cubs and Sox we'll give you, We're going to talk about Sox too yeah. But yeah. I got my Cubs fan here With us today Ladies and gentlemen This is three up and three down
0: I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball One, two, three strikes Alright, thank you I'm happy
3: to be here Thank you for having me
1: Absolutely, absolutely Super, Super excited to have you on the show, man uh, you know, Eddie needs a little bit of balance on the show now. He need some <laughs> oh. cuff people on the show, so you know we got to give them, especially this week. You know, you got to give you guys your voice, let you guys vent, let you guys express your feelings. Um, hopefully, you're not, you're not a dramatic like some cuff has that I've seen on on, oh, on the boy. internet, burning oh, their boy. jerseys, which they should never do because those guys were awesome for your team. All right, listen before we
3: yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not on the extreme spectrum. I'm okay, good. I'm definitely a hard- hardcore fan but i'm also realistic yes Uh, thank you but this this week was was something
1: it it was one for the ages and i and i was uh texting with with the guys here and i said this has been the most exciting trade deadline in the last 20 years absolutely no
2: matter no matter the team all everybody everybody was
1: wheeling and dealing and you're like where is this guy going and then the guys that were supposed to move like trevor story yeah never left colorado right sorry bro so let me let me do this first. I want to
2: say a couple things, maybe talk some of these Cubs fans off the ledge. Okay. I know, I know, Rizzo, he was the one that caught that last out in the World Series. Okay. Yep. yep. Grounder to Bryant over the first. Rizzo with the out. Ball in the, the pocket. pocket. I love Rizzo. And then, yeah, yeah. I love Rizzo. Yeah. He's thirty two with back problems. He's gone to the Yankees, and he's already done great things with them. I think he Mm -hmm. was, you know, aside from Joe DiMaggio, one of the only players with so many home runs and so many hits and so on and so forth, Rizzo will be fine.
1: He'll be fine in New York.
2: Okay. Javi, we love Javi. We talked about him in the heart and soul for the Puerto Rican community Mm -hmm. in Chicago. They named a little street or whatever after him. In Humboldt Park, yeah. In Humboldt Park. We love, we love, we love Javi. But guess what? He's always swinging. And here's the big thing. He was offered a contract. Rizzo was offered a yep. contract. KB was offered a contract. Yep. They didn't take those contracts. The only one
1: to take it was Hendricks,
2: he- and, and good for him because you know what I mean. Like I feel like he's just uh, he's with Hendricks. We didn't know what he was gonna be when he right. came over. To he- the he's house.
1: like, I'll take I'll take the big payday. Right. I don't know if I, if I'm gonna get one, so I'll take the big payday.
2: Yeah. So this is this is my thing. All right. We still got Contreras. Yes, you do. You still got Hendricks. Okay. These are some leaders of the team. And you got Hayward too.
1: You, you got know Hay- if you want you to speech. All right.
2: Stop stop cuz let me tell you something you not even giving me the space to talk about my team when so many fans are upset and i don't do this to you
3: no so a lot of tech to test determine that was a lot. So oh, no, 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 no. No, no, We do not.
2: And and you can go back and look at the receipts because we record every single week. Yes. And I do not give you a hard time about the White Sox. If no. anything, I give you props for the White Sox. You do. You do because so you watch you watch both me, sides out. Cubs fan, give me my space. Stop I, I, being a Sox fan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back now. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to give E his time
1: now. I'm going to swing on my beer oh, over man. here and give E his space.
3: Am I, am I watching a a and Lupe thing? unfold in front of me right now. this racing and Lupe all over again?
2: <laughs> hey, as long as I'm Lupe, I'm all good with it. Uh, Kick, <laughs> push rocks. All right, no, no, like I said, listen Rizzo is gone, Bayer is gone, uh, KB is gone. These are guys that we expected to get traded. Okay, yes, we, we knew for sure that KB and Kimbrough were the biggest trade ships. Yep. I think the biggest shock that happened for Cubs fans was that, number one, Rizzo was traded. Number two, he was the first one traded. He was the first yeah. chip to fall after Jock Peterson. We like Jock Peterson. Uh, he was not a
1: Cub in the sense of these other guys. You right? guys weren't invested in an in, in emotional status. Right. Not, not what you're core <laughs> for. So
3: Wait, wouldn't you say that that the Rizzo trade actually needed to be the first one because it kind of was the most gut wrenching. So they just pulled the Band-Aid off right away.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a band They stepped you know, on your foot, punched you in the gut and, and just slapped you in the face. I mean, that was
3: that yeah, was a brutal I mean, one. They, they, it, yeah, It was it was a lot. But in my opinion, as the other news unfolded, I was actually still stuck from right. Rizzo to we got to buy this. Right. I was stuck on Rizzo till we got the bias. And we got the bias and I was like, oh, this is for real. Like this is it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So here's 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 my real thing is that you know, we we saw the very beginning of this starting to fall apart. Uh Fowler not coming back and signing with the Cardinals. Okay. Addison Russell knows domestic abuse charges, and it just kind of kept going from there. From, yeah, you know, it just kept going down. Yeah. We saw guys like John Lackey retire. We saw, um, like, you know, Travis Wood and some of these other players go to other teams. Chapman that came and went. So we saw a lot of guys that were part of that team come in here, do their thing, and move on to other places. Okay, um, Madden gone. So this is, you know, we we saw uh, Ross Ross retire and come back. Yeah, you lost. So
1: you lost Lester. You was traded. There's well, he was a, after that, but still, there's a
2: lot of a lot of different pieces, and I think what's happening is that Cubs fans, I think about it this way: is that when we talk about, for example, Blackhawks hockey, a lot of fans in Chicago did not pay attention to Blackhawks hockey until '09 when they started really kind of getting good, right. and then '10 they won their championship, '13, '15, so on and so right. forth. And then you kind of get fans that fall off when they're not winning anymore. And that's that's the case. Fair weather fans, right. Just like we saw in 05 with the Chicago White Sox and then 6 and 7 and and we saw them kind of falter back and forth. And then uh, 08 came and they were in the playoffs again like the Cubs. So, I mean, you have to understand as a baseball fan, regardless of what um, team that you root for, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be highs and lows. But I think the biggest heart wrench that you have, and I've seen a lot of, cubs fans say i will never watch the cubs again yeah okay understand that these guys that got traded away they're not dead no they're still around this is a move that's looking towards the future okay the cubs have a lot of really good prospects sitting there waiting to come up you got braylon marquez uh brendan davis miguel amaya christian hernandez and ed howard your top five prospects marquez is and amaya are Probably going to be ready to come up this year. Did Amaya they're, they're, come up for a cup of coffee? He might. He might have. When oh. Contreras. was... So I mean, like, we have a lot of good. Look, I'm. I'm gonna go down. Let, let me finish the top ten yeah. prospects the Cubs have. <laughs> so like I said Marquez Davis Amaya Christian Hernandez shortstop. Mm-hmm. And, and this this kid's only seventeen. Ed Howard is nineteen. Pre Pete Crow Armstrong outfielder nineteen years old. Yeah. Alexander uh, Car- Canario, uh, twenty one years old. I think. We, uh, a guy that you'll probably see next season come up is Alexander Vizcaino, who's 24, a little bit older as far as prospects are concerned. Then you have Cole Franklin and you have Christian uh, Morrow. So you have a lot of good players that are getting ready to come up and make an impact. And if you, you can root for the former Cubs on their other teams. Yeah. You can still be a fan. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things, and I was actually talking to someone yesterday about like Steph Curry, for example. There's a lot of young kids that are probably getting ready to be teenagers now or they're in high school now that became fans of Steph Curry for what he did and became fans of the Warriors for that reason. So you can still root for these players. I've seen people, how do I explain to my 8-year-old? Well, first of all, your 8-year-old was only 3 when the Cubs were in the World Series, so I don't know what that's about. It's just your own emotion. But guys, listen, the Cubs are still here. Be a fan of your team and not just the player. You can still root for the player and be excited for your team. It'll be okay, guys. We are still here. Let's look to the future. And don't abandon the Cubs because they traded away your favorite player. The Cubs are trying to get better so they
1: can do it again. So it's, relax. It's the initial so, shock. It, Go ahead, Sean.
3: Yeah, the I mean, overall, what, what Cubs fans um tend and, and me being me me being you and I used to be one of these kind of fans where I didn't separate the emotion from the business. Yeah. I didn't look at I didn't look past the season. And once you start looking past the season that you're in, you be- actually, I feel you become a better fan because you realize that what they did was a business move to yes. secure mm-hmm. something further down the line. What what happens to all championship teams, whether they are a super team, a team that gutted it out, a team of Cinderella's, is that it falls apart eventually. That yep. some point point yeah and where mm-hmm. you're never gonna be ready for it you're never going to be uh set for it to happen and sometimes it takes the shape of what the 2005 Sox did mm-hmm. and what the current Cubs did which is a fire sale both teams have fire sales in their right. histories now granted at the time that the Sox made their trade in 2005 I kind of felt it was only slightly premature it did work out because yep. they weren't that far out of contention in the, for the playoffs they kind of tanked it and just was like all right we're getting rid of everybody we're quitting on the season that was how i felt that it, that went this cubs team i feel is a little different it, it had to happen the farm I, system that has been developed for the cubs is yeah. amazing and yes. you have to let it have in place
2: well and and the other thing too is that you know we're looking at, I, I've seen a lot of people say, too, that they're disappointed and they want to compare this 2016 team, uh, Cubs team to the 85 Bears. But you have to, as a Cubs fan, and, and, and it's because there it was only one.
1: That's the only thing you can compare it to because it's but, not it's apples and oranges.
2: But but here's the thing. It was the small? first championship in it 100 years. Hundred
1: Years, So yeah, Years. it's special.
2: And, and a lot of people are saying, you know, when they talk about one championship versus multiple, and that it applies in every sport now, they're like, "Well, you know, one is the new none. If you only got one with that team, I'm like, first of no. all, hold, hold the phone. Uh, that, that's nonsense. No, that's, that, 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 it's yeah, a, it's that's a bad, fair. it's a bad, it's a bad, bad, bad take.
1: Like I said, you guys were good for you know a good period of time. So it's it, different with the Bears. It, all, they weren't like that. Go ahead, go ahead, it's Sean. hard
3: to do championships twice. Yes. That is hard. Yeah. For in any sport, whether it be golf, tennis, NBA, NFL, it is hard because if that's the case, it was so easy the Kansas City Chiefs would have done it twice.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you, you got. And they had the
3: same.
1: You got teams. You know, they had all teams teams. Yeah. yeah go well, go what ahead. I was saying, is you got teams like like the Atlanta in the 90s who were in contention every year year and out. They only got one. Mm-hmm. In 10 years mm-hmm. so yeah. that, That's how hard it is
2: And and that's the thing Is that yeah. When you look at Consider the fact for Especially for Cubs fans Especially for Cubs fans Our age mm-hmm. we, You went through To the we, lows of lows We went through the lows And you know How many people Once the Cubs Won the World Series Say I wish my dad was of here Of course I wish course. my grandpa was here He yeah. watched yeah, no, he, wish- he watched the Cubs For 60 years And yeah. he never got to see this You know
3: Oh man My, my uncle Doc Would have loved To have seen that championship uh, yeah. God rest his soul because like, like he you know like like I told you like, he took me to so many Cubs games as a kid he was the reason I became a Cubs fan was like you know uh, making that trip from the west side to Wrigley Field you know and, and we sat in the bleachers yeah. in the 80s you <laughs>
1: know what I'm saying like,
3: like like, like, I came back from, I came back from Cubs games like Wesley Snipes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was cooked out there in that sun. Yeah. And in, in my, in my super 80s, uh, 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 tank top. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like, just sitting in the sun eating peanuts, uh, eating peanuts and hot dogs and, uh, watching him slowly drink one beer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how you say Yeah, man. Yeah, hey, you know, uh, we didn't really get to this yet, but tell me, you know, tell me some of your favorite memories going to the uh, Cubs games with your uncle as a kid.
3: Um the the, the best memory was accidentally meeting Sean Dunstan. Okay. Um, uh because you know, it's the 80s, Um and my once we got once we got comfortable and my uncle got comfortable with us getting there, I would actually go to the concession stands by myself
1: oh, okay. sometimes,
3: you know, I would just like cuz I would be able to go and make my way back. You know, it's the 80s. That's they, that's the old school you
1: know.
3: Just you, just have to hope that your kid comes back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of hope that they come back. Latchkey so kids. I was, I, I actually, uh, I actually went, you know, exploring around.
1: Of course you do. And
3: found, yeah, found the area where the locker rooms were, and you know, and security was was like not as hardcore then as they are now about like keeping people out. So I was just standing around. And Sean Dunstan ran out, out from the from the bench, ran out through the locker room, and ran and got a hot dog. Oh. And, he and like, so pretty much he ran right past me. And as he came back, he did, like, the classic, oh, hey, and, like, touch my head, like, hey, kid. And nice. then I kept
1: going. <laughs> that's <so> dope, <good>. man. <laughs> I mean, that's a great memory. That was a great memory. That's, that's, that's that,
3: that, that, that was me. dope. Um, uh, uh, seeing, uh, seeing Ryan Sandberg do a triple play, mm. like, start one, you know, that was dope. And then just watching young Andre Dawson, man, wondering how he didn't stain his jersey with curl juice. <laughs> with the soul glue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's fantastic. I'm
3: like, man, well, how is his jersey so bright white? He got that curl that's like touching the shoulders, man. Like, how
2: is he doing? Hey, that, that's, that's the original drip.
3: It is your curl. But a carefree curl is the original. J- curl. You are absolutely right.
2: I mean, so, so it sounds like you've been a Cubs fan for a very long time. So, who is your favorite oh, yeah. Cubs player of all time?
3: You know, I have, because I, I met him, it used to be Sean Dunstan. Mm. And then uh, when I met him at Cubs Fest, it, it became Andre Dawson. Okay. Because uh, he was a really nice dude. Like, Andre Dawson, when I met him at, at, at a Cubs event, was just like, it's not like it is now, where it's like it's like fifty dollars to get an autograph. Yeah. You can't talk to them for no amount right. of time. Like I got to talk to him, like like legit talk baseball about. Even though I, I was still learning the game, I'm just sitting there talking like, "Hey, what what was it like to do this? And what's it like to do that? What's it like to hit a home run?" And he entertained my little kid ass questions.
0: <laughs>
3: you know, like oh, I, you I know, think uh,
1: he Yeah, he understood being a small kid, and especially. Uh, uh, and the African American like, yeah, there's not many of us in the sport yeah. and now yeah. I have a small African American kid asking me all these questions and he's excited about baseball yeah. I'm going to give him his time yeah. so you, you might have got yeah. more time yeah. than anybody else in that, in that factor like I'm going to encourage him to pursue the love of baseball and, 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 and that's what I, I talked to you e about this a lot that there's not many in the game right now yeah. and, and that, that's it's a sad situation I mean, I I, I, I talked to Curtis Grandison off and on, and we talk about this all the time. And it's just like he's doing so much for UIC Baseball and, and his organization. Uh, he has a charity event every November. And yeah, he's I'm, trying to it, he's trying to do so much for the community to get baseball back into that community. But it's just not happening. Well,
2: I mean, I, I think a
3: well, base- it's, it's, no, it's a... Go ahead, John. Yeah, it's a tough sell and the end. baseball is a tough sell because it's, it's such slow. a lengthy process yeah. compared to the other sports. Yeah. It's it's not the it's not the get get out of the hood now sport. It's not the sexy sport. Them. Yeah. NFL is. It's not the sexiest. It's not the sexiest. It may be the most secure yes. once you get in because those contracts are lengthy and forever. And That's much bad. like the NBA they are, they are buying like an NBA contract is ironclad. Yeah. It's right. people still Guaranteed. getting paid right yep. now. Larry, Larry Brown receives three NBA checks. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's and and so and once again the NFL and NBA quick quick turnarounds like oh they get their eyes on me I get in and you at least even if you even if you're a bust you get a few mil to start your life off yeah, right even if you were bust with yeah. baseball it's a crime you gotta go through the farm system gotta play in the minors you gotta make you gotta make you know a little more than minimum wage to like get through this while you're sacrificing your body it's not it's not as appealing I'd be the first person to say it is not as appealing but I think it's worth it it sure I is I think it's worth it I think it's worth going through that because chances are, A, you'll find out what you really can and can't do. Yep. And if this is for you in the farm system, you find that out. Like, is, this, is, is baseball really going to be your life? That's where you find it out. At. So, but it, they sh- it should be built up more in in high schools in the inner city. And it's not like it used to. No. Like, baseball should be big amongst high schools as well as, as basketball in Chicago. And it's not the same.
2: You know, I I think, you know, kind of touching on that same vein, I I think... The biggest thing is there's a lot of competition for, especially young black men in Chicago across the country, for your services. Whether hey, I want to be a football player. Hey, I want I want to be a basketball player. I want to be a musician. There's a lot. I want I want to be an artist. There is a lot of competition for attention, mm-hmm. um, and, and and how to build up your life. Now, what's the quickest way to get out the hood? Well, be be good at basketball because all you need is a ball and a hoop baseball you need equipment you need to be able to travel you need this you need that and unless somebody's funding that program good luck and and all you need you know what i mean like if you want to be a musician hey get on get on uh youtube make some noise see if someone notices you and see if you can catch on it's happened to plenty plenty of musicians and you know it's just there's a lot of competition like i said for attention for uh every kid that's out there just trying to make some money and trying to get out the hood or some that want to stay in the hood, you know what I mean. Like, there's hey, you yeah. got a lot of a lot of kids that, that make some money uh, selling drugs, you know what I mean. And it's just a big struggle. How do we how do we build up these programs? You have to have something where people seem that they can get an immediate response and immediate wealth. And Whoa. that's the problem is that especially with this generation now, yeah. a lot of people don't want to work for that. They're just waiting for that bag to yeah. show up in their front step without really having to do much.
3: Yeah, it's it's an instant gratification microwave thing yep. right now. Yep. Like, the quick, the, quick you, the quicker you can get it, the better. The better you tend to feel about it. And people are very accepting a flash in the pan. Yeah. Like, like it, like, like people are very willing to accept. Oh, I'll take this million now, instead of saying, let me work and secure ten mil-, Like, let me work hard yeah. for these next five years and secure ten million, but they take the million. Yeah. They take the first thing up front. They like, oh, I'll take that signing bonus. I'll take that endorsement deal right away.
1: And
0: don't- and
3: then when they don't end up being able to like, you know, take Lonzo Ball, did not live up to the hype.
0: Nope. Mm-hmm.
3: Did not live up to the hype. And and now, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be one of those random NBA journeymen bouncing team to team and out and out of the league before he's 30.
2: Yeah, uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I, he's gonna I, stick around. He's gonna stick around I, I, for a little bit, but last thing we're seeing about him is that the Cubs are or not the Cubs. The oh Bulls boy. Are, are looking like they have uh, some mutual interest there, so that that'll be interesting to see what happens. I know our boy Mike Logic is gonna lose his mind if the if the Bulls get uh, Lonzo Ball because he sure does love them balls. I feel shocked. Post. I just do it in
1: post.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, be, before we transition. Because I see Z over here. No, itching. no, we're fine. He's, he's I'm itching. not. He's itching. I know he wants. No, I'm a, not at all. Yeah, I, I wanted
1: to continue this talk. This is I, a really good talk because I have former students that went to the NFL. And, you know, like you said, I'm going to take that quick check. Okay. Yeah. Do you understand what taxes are? Because when you're yeah. an NFL player, you have to pay taxes on every state yeah. that you yes. play for. And if you don't set that money yeah. aside, you're going to have to pay it. With no money, because you spent all your money, because you were being flashy. Well, you look look at what happened a couple of years ago when the NFL went on strike, and you had a lot of these players uh, borrowing money
2: from coaches and yeah. like, financial institutions with a crazy markup on the uh, on the uh, the vig. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Oh and, yeah. And yeah. So I mean, like the. It's not. It's not something that gets eliminated when you uh, join the NFL and you get a contract. You know what I mean? You, and that's the thing is that I try to remind people is that just like you get a check every week, every two weeks, whatever it is, uh-huh. NFL players get paid the same way. So the thing they is, do is that the, the problem is is that they're living beyond their means and they're waiting. And and you you can still live paycheck to paycheck if your check is a million dollars every week. You know what and I that's mean? That's how they live. And that's exactly yeah. what it is. Because I
1: I was a banker for about four or five different uh, Bears players. And they would call me personally, like, "Hey Z, I'm coming through after practice. I need 10 G's." And I'm like, "I'm like, you don't need 10 G's. It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. You how don't many, need 10 G's. You know what I'm
2: saying?" Like, how many Taco Tuesdays are you hitting up, man? What's up? Well,
1: the thing you know, it, it was uh, what's his name, the guy, the kid, the kid from Michigan that didn't pan out. Uh, For the Bears? Yeah, the receiver.
2: Oh, D- uh, David Terrell. David. Oh, David Terrell.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like Zeke. David. There. Yeah, he come in there, and this is that and then I would have Darius Miles. Hey Z, I need 25 Gs. I'm like, man, I can't get you 25 Gs right now on a you know, on a dime. And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm around the corner. No, sorry, bro. Yeah, even if you show up, he showed up with uh, one of the Destiny Childs chicks, uh, the skinny one, and and he's introducing. Me, and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, but like, I gotta go back to work because I can get fired, for, yeah. you know, for just talking to you outside, right? And so yeah, I would have all these guys, and I'm like. Dude, you know you have to pay taxes cuz you played in Boston and you played in Miami. You got to pay these taxes. Yeah. And so yeah, they would quickly spend easily 50,000 in a week. That's insane. That, I,
3: Man, if I was in the NFL especially with those contracts not being guaranteed. Exactly. Yep. Knowing that knowing that you could get cut week 2 and be paycheckless for the rest of the year, right. I would be so careful with that money. Yes. Because once again, it's not the, it's not the NBA where your money's ironclad. Them contracts is guaranteed from the jump. You right. sign for thirty million, That's even, what if you're getting. Get, even if they boot you off the team that season, you're getting that thirty million.
2: Absolutely. You know,
3: so that you know, and it's the same with baseball. Baseball contracts hard, hard, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Bo- Bobby Bonilla, man, it was just Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> we were just a yeah. days, right? I, it was just Bobby Bonilla day.
1: He still got what another six years ago. That's insane. It, it yeah, mean. yeah.
3: I mean, so, so. If In the NFL especially, I would do all I And the contracts are smaller yes. You know, you're a lineman getting paid 300 grand this year, and you sacrifice A lot of your body, I would definitely Be careful with how I spent my money
1: And the average career of an NFL player is about Three, a little less exactly. than three, three years three, Something like that like From two and a yeah. half to three and a half years uh, And especially those specialty positions where you know They'll draft a wide receiver And they'll, oh, you know what, we don't need a wide receiver uh, Now you're playing linebacker and you don't—you've never yeah. played blindbacker, and you're like, "Well, you're not good. You're getting cut. Sorry." Now you look at what happened with Hester in the way that he kind of got bounced around, and and it—I re- think yeah. the
2: Bears finally realized you're you're only a special teamer. They should have realized it a lot earlier. Well, whatever.
1: you know, he's not the sharpest no. crayon in the box.
2: <laughs> hey, but listen, before we transition over to some White oh Sox moments, because that's what I said. I know Z is itching, no, waiting for some White this, Sox. I, I love talking baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, tell us your, aside from the 16 World Series, your favorite Chicago Cubs game moment.
3: My favorite Chicago Cubs game outside of the World Series. I, I as, a, as an adult, uh, I came back from, I was at Eastern Illinois University for a year um, in, the, in the late 90s. I came back and bought some random Cubs tickets. They were mm-hmm. playing the Mets. And I, I just, I got to see, I can't re- think of the name of the pitcher, but man, did they own Piazza. I mean, they, they bitched him up the whole game. It was a thing of beauty. I wish I could he was like, every time, like you could see the frustration on Piazza's face in, the, in like the replays and stuff. I like, because I couldn't see his face obviously from where I was sitting. I enjoyed the game so much that I, I like watched the rebroadcast on WGN <laughs> in nice. like an ungodly hour of the morning and you could see the frustration on Mike Piazza's face. He's like, why the fuck can I hit this dude? And I <laughs> and I want to say it wasn't even it, I want to say it wasn't even one of our higher class pitchers at the time. Like just, just some rotation guy who just happened to be on fucking fire.
2: Like Alec Mills he had a no-hitter?
3: Yeah, yeah. So like that, man. It's like... Oh, yeah, just out of nowhere, man. This dude was just stymieing the Mets, man, and the Cubs were just hitting runs. I was like, "This is great! <laughs> like, this is the greatest Cubs game ever." <laughs> let what? me tell you, I went, I paid, I paid for some stinkers. I didn't, I paid. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is!" <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> this we've we've
1: all bad. we've all done that. We've all been to stinkers.
3: Uh, so what about
2: you, E? So I, I tell you, I got a couple of moments. Um, one, I will tell you my. I, like We've been over this on the show before I was not a baseball fan I didn't care about baseball right. Until the race between Sosa and McGuire mm-hmm. um, Seeing Sammy Sosa hit some home runs um, I was. I remember being at a game uh, I was actually just talking to someone about this In a bar the other night mm-hmm. We went to a doubleheader It was my, me and my boy Johnny Who mm-hmm. was one of my best friends in high school uh, We went to the game And we went to the early game And they won And I think Sammy Sosa like hit like a walk-off In the 11th or whatever And we left And now we're chilling at Sluggers Or wherever we're at and second game comes over there they didn't they didn't win it's kind of drizzling outside now and we're driving around and we've been drinking because that's what we do and uh we see all the fans coming out of the Wrigley he's like oh man what happened? They're like, oh, they lost. I was like, oh, we went to the good game. <laughs> so <we're> like, clowning <laughs> everybody out there. It's like, yeah. And then just, just that and like being, going to Wrigley and used to be able to bounce around seats a little bit more. Now mm-hmm. they're because yeah. you know, the World Series is a little bit yeah. more stringent. But yeah, I mean, you know, just sitting there and like taking in Wrigley, I, just walking up those, those steps and just seeing the field. It's just like when you go to the United Center, when you kind of, you're walking through the concourse and you get a glimpse of the, uh, um, the, the uh the court and you're like oh man I'm here again like it's mm-hmm. just just that that yeah. feeling when you come back. So let's take a let's yeah, take I'm a quick you. let's take a quick break right here and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some white socks. Oh yeah
0: white right. socks. Oh well there's strikes two and three right there for 15 15 15 15% 15, 15, 15. off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code truefan15 for 15% off of your entire order.
2: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Again, just to remind you guys, we do have our special, special guest today. The homie Kochi Soulstar is here, and we're going to continue our Cubs conversation with all these moves that went down. Uh, We've been talking a little bit about our favorite moments, uh, our Cubs moments. And what I want
1: to do is I want to ask our White Sox
2: fan, what is your favorite
1: Cubs moment? So one of my favorite moments is uh, I worked at Jewel at South Park and Addison. And obviously that's come that's Cubs' uh, the hood, uh-huh. and and you know what all of my friends are Cub fans, and I'm in minority, so I'm like whatever. But I was a fan of Sammy Sosa, and Sammy Sosa yeah. brought baseball back along with Mark McGuire during the home run chase, and working during that 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 era was just amazing to be, because I I was you know I was a bag boy, and then I, you know they're like oh want to go get cards, I'm like yeah I'm gonna go outside. <laughs> and I would take my time And it'd be like, you know, 30, 8 o'clock And you can still see the aura of the Wrigley Field from from there You see all the lights and whatever And when Sammy would hit a home run You would hear the rumble yes. The rumble yes. And I'm like, I'm a mile away And I can hear this rumble And it just, it was literally goosebumps to to, see, to feel that And I'm not even a a Cubs fan, but I I respected the Cubs. My favorite player uh, growing up was Ryan Sandberg until Frank Thomas came up. So I respected the team. But that was amazing, and a lot of cup players and their wives would show up at, at, at the Joe Osko. So I would see a lot of the players yeah. there, and, and and that and that's Kerry what I was Wood saying. Especially.
2: That's what I was saying before is that you know the the main reason that I was even a baseball fan period is because of what Sammy and uh, and Mawire did, and that's something we talked about when that uh, the, yeah when that terrible documentary. That's what Mawire. I was gonna
1: say. That was a terrible documentary because it didn't okay. give any love for Sammy. The Long Gone Summer. Yeah,
2: I mean I, I would say along with that, even though he played so uh so much before i was even aware that baseball existed Mm -hmm. ron santo on the radio it was like that was like my my baseball grandfather Mm -hmm. i i was just like i was saying i was just talking to someone the other day when i i still remember where i was when ron santo passed away that was sad. and it it was the only and i'm not an autograph seeker i don't go to search him out I used to work with a guy years ago who was a big autograph guy, and, I was, and he was like, yeah, I got a couple of Ron Sandals. I says, I'll buy one of those Ron. I, he, he had already passed, and I was like, Still. I loved him. I remember it just felt like it was, it was just something right about hearing him root for the Cubs, being a Cub, and you know his two prosthetic legs, one with the pinstripes, one with the Cubby Blue. He was just so much about the Cubs, and he was just so much fun. And even in his later years when he was just like, old and kind of just there kind of watching the games with Pat Hughes kind of making sure that hey you're still at the game you know don't don't burn the rug on your head anymore and stuff like that so it was just <laughs> them two and nice. the way they interacted it was just so much fun and uh, and I just loved listening to Ron Santos.
1: What we're, we're really grinding my gears about Ron Santos is that he wasn't inducted while he was alive. He was That's well honest. worthy way
3: before yeah, he, he did that. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame while he was alive. Yeah, I, I 100% agree that Ron that Santos. So oh, so yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, he, he deserved to have give, to have to have put the jacket on, to have given a speech, to seen his bust. He deserved all of it.
2: It was almost it was more of a smack in the face. Yeah, it was afterwards. An yeah. insult to wait till he passed away because every single year when it came time to announce the inductees, he, you saw him sitting by the by the phone and just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it, it, to me, I, look, I, I'm not gonna say that I didn't want him in the Hall of Fame, but to me, it's like, yo, you spent all that time telling him no. If he's not in, he's not in. Right. Don't do it just because he passed away to to make the fans happy. Yeah, you know what it, I mean?
3: It felt like an empty gesture. It, it was. Done. Yes, it, definitely. definitely. It, it, it felt. Yeah. It, it it supremely felt empty, and it, it was one of the few. It was one of those few times where I where I kind of like went out there and had like one of those major sports rants. Like this is this is terrible. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? this is absolutely terrible. So because I. Go ahead. he deserves better than. That.
2: So, you know, while we're kind of talking about uh, you know, decisions by Major League Baseball and and things like that, you know, what what is your take on the management and the ownership of the Cubs right now? What do you what do you think about the Ricketts? <sighs> <laughs>
3: oh, man. Um I have to okay, it's 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 having the it's like having the rich uncle you can't stand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you know like 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 the potential for you to do some cool shit is there but y'all fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> you know, it's it's like it's like okay y'all you, you out of all the major decisions you got 40% of them right. It got us a World Series. They just stay in that 40%. Stop yeah. stop going 30. Stop going 20 like go up not down like they came in they did they did almost everything they need to do initially to get us that world series yeah. we got the management we got the manager we got the players we got the better farm system mm-hmm. it's like oh my god this is dope and yeah. then it was like yeah. they started acting like then everything started becoming we won the world series and then their attitude first started seeming like cubs prior
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Like, oh, you want know, you, you it. Now you're like, yeah, you guys can go back to being lovable losers. The stands are filled. We're still selling merch. We're still making money off the tickets. So if you can compete, cool. But if you can't, we already seen the numbers. I think they we can live. off. We can live off the World Series. Fans exa- exactly. For a couple more
1: years. They, they lived off the cape of the World Series. And what they started doing is like, oh, yeah. we got a good enough product that the fans are going to show up. I mean, and I'm gonna say this fans showed up regardless of how the team was doing. You guys always have a amazing fan base. Yes. No matter if the Cubs are yep. in last place or in first place, the stadium is full, and you guys get a lot of slack for it because whatever. But what the Rickets started doing say, Whoa, we can play Monopoly here now, and we can buy all yeah. the rooftops and alienate the small business owners, the, the people that. Put in the twenty and thirty years of owning that building and getting some kind of revenue. I'm gonna take that away from them. Hey, um, yeah, we're gonna um, buy all the bars around here too. and
2: they hold on. first yeah, of all, they, they, they started they, they started through. doing that already. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was a shock after the World Series. This this is the way that, that I'll describe it. This is, you remember? I don't know if it's still on there, but you know the, the Facebook relationship status. It's complicated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, this is I, I look at it two ways. This is the ownership and the management that put the cubs in place to win a world series and they did yes and regardless of what you think about the moves that happened prior or or after that the thing is is that we witnessed the best stretch of cubs baseball in the history of the cubs yeah when you talk about the fact that in 15 they went and they just didn't make it 16 they won seven i mean they kept winning the the uh um the division and kept going to the playoffs and kept going to the playoffs and even in the COVID year when we're like they're toast they won the division last year right so this is a team that was winning and winning and this is my most frustrating thing about the 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 outlash and the backlash about the management and your organization and your GM and your president that people are like I will never watch the Cubs again because they traded my favorite player. I'm like, you guys, these are the same people that didn't say a damn thing when they were losing 12 straight. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, them players that were on the team, when they lost 12 straight, you want them back? Are you a Cubs fan or only the Cubs, a, a, a fan of the player? That was my most frustrating thing. You're basically telling me you are not a Cubs fan. You are a fan of that player. You came in because they were, you thought they were good and you wanted, oh, it's so much fun. Hey. You're either a fan of the team or you're a fan of the player. And you can be both. But don't sit here and tell me that you hate the Cubs because they got rid of your player. It doesn't work that way. Oh. you
3: either in well, or you're out. I, and I, I 100% agree with you there. But I also think marketing has, uh, the Cubs marketing has something to do with that because a lot of their top tier names got most of the marketing focus. Not saying that you yeah. shouldn't. Of course, Jordan is your highlight so he gets the focus. But They did, like, especially Rizzo, I felt, they put him as almost a solo. It was almost like Anthony Rizzo and the Cubs in some of their marketing. The way it was presented, he was always, yeah, him and Javi pushed to the forefront. Everyone else pushed to the back. So I think when you're you're selling a product, the most simple-minded individual will be like, oh, that guy, number whatever, Rizzo. He's always up front. I'm gonna look into him, and then you get into that thing, or like, I'm a Rizzo fan, yeah. not a Cushion. Like yeah. people tell me now, I'm a LeBron James fan, not a Lakers fan. You know what I'm saying? It's is that sort of is that sort of mentality? So yeah, you're right. These players still exist. You take your fandom to the Yankees, then. You're a Rizzo fan, take your Rizzo fandom to the Yankees. And you can still Let the be real a fan of
2: Rizzo be. as an individual. You can be a fan of KB yeah, on the Giants. Yeah. You can be a fan of Javi on the Mets. You can be, uh, I mean, if we're going to talk about White Sox. I don't know if you want to be a fan oh, of the White Sox. wow. And, and, uh, hey, 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 hey. And, and that's, <laughs> here's the thing. And, I, and I've said it. I've said it. I've been very Here vocal about the fact that I think the whole. North side, south side thing is, is silly. silly I'm more worried about the stupid Cardinals And the stupid Brewers Agreed. That annoys me a hell of a lot more Than, oh, the White Sox are doing good My, my buddy Steve, who um, who I work with And he's a big Cubs fan He's like, well, uh, the White Sox did this. And I says, hey, I'll pay attention Like, I, I know what the White Sox are doing why did why did why is this guy in the lineup? I, I don't care, Steve. I'm tired to tell you. Mm-hmm. He goes, Yeah, with the front of the jersey still says Chicago. I was like, that's that's cool. So does the Fire. And I don't care about them either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a fan of who I'm a fan of. I can respect what the White Sox are doing. I can pay attention. I can be happy mm-hmm. for my White Sox fans, friends, if they do well this season. But doesn't mean I have to have an emotional connection to that team because I don't. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'll be happy if they win. I'm happy that a Chicago team is winning. Yes. But I don't have that emotional connection no, you to don't. that team.
1: So this is one thing that bothered me because I went up to uh, Milwaukee or, uh, you know, Wrigley North. Because <laughs> uh, it was uh, so-called. Uh, well, well, that day it was, you know, it was Comiskey North. And uh, we took over that ballpark. And there was a couple Cut fans there. And they're wearing the Cubs gear. And I'm like, hey, whatever. It doesn't bother me either way. And they're booing the White Sox. I'm like, um, you're not that sharp, huh? If we beat the Brewers, it helps you out. Right. So why are you cheering against a Chicago team that's going to help you out? That just made no sense.
3: Well, yeah, the the North Side South Side rivalry got dumb to me the older I got. Yes. Of, of course, yes. it's like yes. a. Yes. a, a As a teenager, I'm like, well, hell yeah, yeah. Even though I lived on the south side, like I was, I was deep south, 84th in Dorchester. I was, I was in stock. I was, I was over. I was way south, (laughs) but I was. (laughs) So you know, that was tough. That was tough traveling with my Cubs gear on in Mm -hmm. the '90s. uh, 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 You know, deep on the south side. But the older I got, the more I realized, I'm like, what they do has no bearing on us whatsoever. So not at all. Who cares? Like unless we're facing them in the World, because like here's here's outside of the Crosstown Series, we're not going to see them again unless we unless it's the World Series, right, right. which would be great. That's my dream World yes, Series versus course. Sox Club. That's my dream World Series. But as yeah, as I got older, I stopped really caring what the Sox did, or even when I even the times that I was like kind of generally inst- interested in the Sox, it was always like, oh, that's cool, they're doing all right, or right. or oh, they're just as bad as us, exactly, you know? right. whatever. Whatever the case may be, but I never really got like the whole I, I never subscribed to like the uh the voracious hate of the of the socks. I'm like, why? Like it's what silly, do they do to just, me?
2: You're you're mad at someone <laughs> because they're they're a piece a the fandom. Well, their fandom is based on oh, I grew up near nearest to this park versus right. the park you grew up nearest. So where's my fandom lie? Well it's lies to who's local to me. Oh yeah, just like oh, you reason, grew up
1: on the north side and you're a Sox fan. What's wrong with you? Well it's the same it's the same reason why
2: you, uh, if you're from Chicago, more than likely you are a Chicago Bulls and Sox and, and Bears fan versus someone that lives in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're not in our division. No. You're a fan of who you're a fan of typically based on your geography. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a special player that you just, hey, that's what brought me into the sport. I'm going to be a fan of that hey.
3: player and that team for that mm-hmm. reason. So,
2: it's it's just. Yeah, silly. I mean,
3: real talk- i was a joe montana san francisco 49ers fan montana oh. rice 49ers of that, course that, i love 100 absolutely love them you know but i was not but i was also not a full-on san francisco 49ers fan you're a fan of the player once yeah once once steve young and even though I, I respected what steve young and everyone else did after joe montana i thought it were a really dope team i was kind of like huh oh, i'm like yeah. jerry rice is, i love jerry rice but i wasn't the same fan as I was when Montana was quarterback. I actually became a Chiefs fan when he became their quarterback. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, I'm with you. I was, I was a fan of Joe Montana, so wherever he went, I rooted for him, you know?
2: All right, so while we're talking about the side, South Side, we've been doing a lot of Cubs today. Yeah, a lot of and, Cubs stuff. And we're going to keep talking about Cubs players because <laughs> somehow the White Sox got some of our players. But let's go ahead and shoot this over. And Z, tell us what's going on on the South Side.
0: White Sox. White Sox.
1: Southside, the Chicago White Sox. All right, so we got uh, got four stories for you, and we'll break all these down. Story number one is kind of two-parted because Eloy's back. Oh, wow. And he's hurt again.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
1: So so he's no longer going to be Mr. Spider-Man. He's going to be Mr. Glass. <laughs> yeah, he actually uh, played a really good left field when they was, he was in there. And, again, Sox fandom was like, why is he in left field? He should be a DH. I'm like, look, guy, he's going to play left field at least once or twice a week. I said the same thing. Again. He worked on his craft. He was told in the minor leagues, if you do not put in the work in left field or right field or center field, you're going to be the youngest DH. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be your job. Yeah. And if you want to play left field, you got to get better. Can he
2: play first base?
1: No, we have enough first baseman No, mm-hmm. I'm just saying like no, he if can't. you're
2: looking for a spot, you know no, what I mean he like, can't. No. Ugh, no. So is he Spider-Man or Spiderman?
1: Like no. the face- <laughs> He's Mr. Glass. He's about to be in a wheelchair.
2: Oh no! <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh no! He's gonna have the uh, handicap parking spot and I, everything.
2: I, well, that's pr- Professor X, but he's not smart enough for that. No, so he's he- not smart enough <laughs> for
1: that. No, not at all. All right, and it's the second part, and this is something that was I was talking to E off air that really irked me because I was at the Sox game on Friday, and Eloy, I mean not Eloy, Abreu got beamed in the head by a yeah. pitcher. Yeah, I can't remember the pitcher's name off the top of my head, but it, it was bad. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know, Sean. Did you see that?
3: I heard. I only heard about it. I didn't see it. I, I didn't get the chance to. I didn't check the replay on that. I just heard about it. I, like I read it in a blurb. Yeah. yeah so it, I, it was like dead in his
1: ear. Yeah. So the, the pitch came. It was a 96, 97 mile an hour fastball, and it it just slipped off the pitcher's hand, and he tried to get away. He tried to turn away, mm-hmm. and when he turned away, it hit him right on the side of the head, took him down. He was he was woozy. He and he's a big yeah, man. Yeah. And he he went right. down, and you had you know. LaRusso jogging out there, you know it took about twenty <laughs> minutes for him to get the home plate and everything. But he was hot. He went after their catcher, started talking crap to him, and then the benches, you know, got emptied. The pitcher was on the floor, like almost in a fetal position yeah, he, because he was he was, yeah. he was very remorseful. Yeah, he did not want to do that, and you can tell sure, that he wasn't met, like that.
3: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't intentional from not the sounds all. of it. But I'm mm-hmm. still, no, but he's,
1: he's like, been hit every single game of this uh, series with the Guardians. So, um, really uh, yes, he just got hit earlier. Wow. He just got hit earlier this game. There's, on a Sunday. Weird, there's
2: a weird dynamic between those two teams. Cause for some reason they sent their gold glove, second baseman to the white Sox. Yes. They when did When they're in second in the same division. It's just,
1: it's weird. Well, yeah, we don't know.
2: We don't
3: hey, know. Okay. Okay. I saw that. I saw that. And I didn't, I didn't delve into it too deeply, but that did, that struck me. I'm right. like, wait a second. That dude is dope. Yeah. Why would they And you are in the same division Why would they What What was the The
1: sense behind that So the, yeah The trade deadline Like we talked about Was the craziest in 20 years And the Sox made out With it, some great additions From the Central Division rivals I mean well, They're not Well one of them is a rival Cause well Fandom, you can say rivals, No, right? the, the,
2: the Indians are definitely a rival. What well, I'm saying,
1: the Cubs, you know, people, st- like we just yeah. talked about that, the whole rivalry, uh, that stupid rivalry, why yeah, so I yeah, said yeah, rivals. Yeah. All right, let's start off with Caesar Hernandez, that like who we're talking about coming over from the Guardians of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He is a gold glove second baseman. He wore a gold glove last year. Yes, mm-hmm. it's short in season, but it's still gold glove. Uh, in exchange for minor league left-hander Connor Plinkton. Um, so he's just one of those low, lower-level pitchers that we just sent out there. Mm-hmm. And then Chicago released uh, right-hander Tyler Johnson, who was on our, our roster. Another guy that's just, you know, a journeyman. And they made room. So, um, this all stems from Nick Madrigal tearing his hamstring. Mm-hmm. So, if you have no okay. one that can hit, because Nick Madrigal was a contact hitter. He's going to hit 300. He's going to get 150 hits a season. Can't wait. You need contact hitters. That's wait. why you traded for him. That's that, why you traded for that, him. That, he, that, he, that, he's going to get I, on base. He doesn't my, strike out. That
2: was That's what made me pull out my Bart Scott, because... That was the biggest problem with Javi, with KB, with Rizzo. You can't swing for the fence every time right. you come up to the bat. You need people and on base. And 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 they More. sat there and they tell you, "We're going to fix the offense is broken. We're going to fix the offense." How you fix the offense with the same players out there every every uh, every single game? You're not changing anything.
3: You know what you know what's missing? You know what's missing from the game in general is a is is a Tony Gwynn type. Yes. Mm. The type that the type that does not hit the home run often but the on-base percentage is fucking amazing. Yes, yes. Because yes, on yes. base, being being on base alone changes stratagem for every team.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. Once
3: you, once you get a guy, once you get a guy in scoring position, whether it be first, second, third, however he gets there, once that guy is out there, your p- your pitcher is immediately distracted, have to yep. think of fifty million different things already. Now you get another ten million on top.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: So. I miss I, I miss the players who who would just hit like where are this like the pure hit like yeah I'm I'm the best thing about me is I hit doubles like where are those guys in the game today?
1: Th- those are your Full Nick front. your Nick Castellanos yeah those are your Nick Mag- oh yeah Nick. Nick, yeah Nick Magico. there's a there's they're all yeah. spread out throughout the league but Nick, there's very few of them Nicky two strikes Nicky
3: yeah, two strikes it, that's what you it, got it, now. <laughs> Yeah, there there used to be more of them. Of course, per team, there yeah. used to be one guy almost on every squad that, no matter what, he was getting on base in the game. Yeah, whether he scored or not was negotiable. But he was de- He was like, okay, this guy is about to give me at least on. He's about to least put somebody on base, so
2: like like a like
3: or advance a, first, or a runner. Like a, either a, way, a, like those those were those guys.
1: A Mickey Morandini or a Mark Rudzalanic. I got your perfect example. Good, uh, 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 Ricky uh, Gutierrez? No, not Ricky Gutierrez. That's <laughs> when it No, sh- shut up, shut up. Uh, 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 freaking, I just lost uh, it because you just uh, distracted. Uh, yeah, from yeah. the Mariners, from the Mariners.
2: Oh, Ichiro. Ichiro. Yeah, he is yeah,
1: the best yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He slaps yeah, sure. the ball. Yes.
1: And then people are like, "Why doesn't he hit home runs?" I'm like, um, have, you watch, yeah. "Have you ever seen him watch? Have you ever watched his batting practice? He can hit 400 home runs. Right. He chooses not to." He sets the table for the rest of the team. I'm going to get on base. I'm going to get a double. Just push me in. Well, we've all been coaches. Is, yeah.
3: Baseball is the chess of sports. Yes. You got to you got to move. You got everything, everything is about your is is about being 10 steps ahead of the next person even though you don't know if you're going to get on base or not. But once you are there, it's a game of moves. Right. It's a, it's a game of moves. So there needs to be those people on every team. Like I would if I was building a team, I would look for pure hitters, not home run hitters. You know, you do need some home run hitters of course, but right. I just want the guys with the on if getting on base is underrated. Yes. yes. In today's, you know, beat.
1: Well, the thing the thing that changes that uh analytics, right? The the numbers came yeah. in and and it's always been part of the sport. But now it's stressed so much. You're like, oh, no. Well, you don't have to steal bases because the percentage of that helping your team is so low. Well, you know what? Sure. If, if my guy's on first and he steals second, now he's in scoring position. Right. All I need is a bunt to get him to third, and I need a flyout and I score.
2: Well, I think one of the big things that's going on right now, and it's actually being brought up in the, in the it's going to be brought up in the, in the winter meetings with the owners. At The is, shift is they're talking about banning the shift, and that's been a big, significant change in the way that hitters are able to hit. So, yeah, go ahead. And, and, and that's a, that's another reason why. Hey, uh, if we're, I'm, where my. Average is is going as far as like just a base hit versus like well I mean they put the shift I mean, you might as well swing you, for the fences. Well and no I, you're a major leaguer you should be I able can, to hit at all, and all directions I, and I don't disagree but by by the same token you're a major leaguer you should be able to pinpoint your pitch no matter what some guys can't do that some guys can throw a hundred straight down the middle and can't hit a, a, and can't throw a cutter and can't throw a, a curveball and can't throw a slider you know what I mean so if you're I know you're what good you're saying what you're good at
1: I got two points yeah. for you. one because we've all we've coached here uh-huh. all right. When you hit ground balls to your kids, yep. do you all line them up on all third base because you can only pull the ball? No, no, as a no, coach, no, 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 you no, no, should no. be able to hit everywhere, right? Yeah, but you're also,
2: you were also—that's the point. the The point is, is that it's the pitcher's job to make you hit where they're trying to get you to hit. Yes, I you agree know what with mean? that. So it's not just—I'm not when I throw it, I'm just tossing it lightly up yes. in the air versus uh, you know 101 mile gallon fastball coming from Chapman.
1: Right, but you got Javi, hobby, right? Javi's up the pl- at the plate. Oh, Javi don't care. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. Hobby don't what, care. That's what I'm saying. The you're ball- a tennis racket, <laughs> he's After, if the ball's outside, hey, just stick your <laughs> just stick your bat out and you just dump it into right field well, if you're right handed.
2: That's why I, I always tell my Small players, ball. Small I ball. always tell the players, I'm like, look, and and it goes for fielding too because yes. some of these some of these girls will sit there like they got cement feet stuck to the ground. Yeah, if it
1: ain't directly to me, I'm not moving.
2: And I keep telling them, I'm like, it is your job to get to the ball, whether that's fielding or batting. Mm-hmm. Put the bat where the ball is because some yeah, don't swing at garbage. Don't. I always tell them if it's too high, hey, it's like tennis. If it's too low, it's like golf. No tennis, no golf. But right in the middle, put that bat where the ball is. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for the perfect pitch because it's never it's never happening. gonna come. It's never coming. So at least make contact. 100%. You know what I mean? Make contact. Put the ball in play and and go from there. At least, hey, if they make a mistake, you're on first base. You know, it, it's that's the most frustrating thing. But like I said, when you have the shift and you're, for whatever reason, the way you move, you're a lefty, you're a righty, and that ball, when they look at the analytics, and they say, yep, he's going to hit it to shortstop. Mm-hmm. And, and it always happens. They load up over there, and that's why you got guys like... Uh, um, I want to say Derek Lee was notorious
1: for those double plays. Yeah, notorious yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, easy up.
3: So, so would, so would you say that that with, with that what you just said, then players have become predictable. Yes. Oh, I and 100%. where? Yeah,
0: yeah. But they've always yeah. been. They've they, always been.
2: It's just now what they're doing is they're they're using the analytics to take that to advantage because now you can you can do the shift. So they're like, well, we right. know this is your. And that's, the, that's just scouting. That's it just is. anything else. That's right. When you have is such it, a large sample size, you're able to actually see what's the most probable thing that's going to happen.
1: The difference in between the 80s and 90s and now is that those numbers are available to you at Immediate, a drop of yes, a dime, right? Yes, 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 These yes, guys yes. have, they take off their hat and they pull out a little card or yeah. it's in their back pocket like, oh, this is what this guy does. Yep. And now I can know how to pitch. I know where to shift. And you have all the information with you, and it's not it's Now, before you used that to, to remember, like, oh yeah, he last game, last time we played him, he did this. No, now it's just, hey, it's here, it is, and it's and it's not
2: like Little League when you know you sit there and you see the kid that's like five foot eleven and two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's supposed to be twelve, and you're yelling at your outfielders, move back, keep going, don't
1: stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, tell
2: us about some of these uh, players the White Sox got from the Cubs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, obviously we got the second baseman. He's uh, been playing very well for us so far. Uh, trade number two, right-handed reliever Ryan Tapera mm-hmm. uh, after being traded across town. You know, that was. Uh, thank you, Cubs, uh, to the White <laughs> Sox <laughs> uh, in exchange for minor league left-hander Bailey Horn. So you've got a project pitcher. I'm going to tell you right now, Bailey Horn uh, was in the middle of the pact of uh, prospects. He is... Either you can put him in a bullpen for an inning and two, or you can try to stretch him to be a five. Depends on what you guys want to do.
2: Younger guy, I mean, you know, Ryan Tapere who came over, I want to say, from the Rangers, um... You look, uh, tapera has been pretty good for us. He, his, I want to say, in his debut for the Sox, he, he gave him a great. home run. But I mean, look, <laughs> we, we talked about the bottom of their uh, bullpen when you got Taper, you got Chafin, yes. and you got Kimbrel, and they're all they were gone. locked down. I thought for sure Chafin was going to be the guy that went to the White Sox. Yeah, and I would have loved it. You know what I mean? I, I thought that was a, a better fit for him. I felt like maybe the Dodgers were going to be the ones that get Kimbrel, but if if he had to go anywhere, I'm happy he went to the White Sox. Like I said. I'm happy for my White Sox fans, friends, mm-hmm. that uh, that want to see their team do good and as many good players you can get on that team. Good for you. Yeah. That, that's how I feel about that.
1: All right. So, what yeah, else? I'm happy gonna... Go I'm
3: ahead. happy for the Sox actually. Um uh dis- despite the despite the loss, I had, you know, at first I was angry like every other Cubs fan. Course, I was like right. what the hell is this? Like? I was mad. I was upset, but then I looked at the long term like consequence and like okay this is actually all really good for us and and once again trading someone to the socks has no bearing on what we will or won't do as, no, as absolutely coach. not right it, it does like like okay so so if these guys go and shine and they, they get they glow up and the socks you know rumble through and whatever they're great It's that's good for the city overall yeah. right you know Am I am I am I a touch salty as a Cubs fan? Just a touch, but I'm not like like hating it. Like oh fuck the Sox. I'm like, well go ahead, guys, get
1: right, it. Right, right. Do your thing because because yeah. I mean, well, just like the Cubs, they went and got a, a, a Rodas champion. Yep. and they traded a great prospect who's playing for them now. You you do that because you have a chance to get to the championship, mm-hmm. and if yep, you don't go right. all out, then you're you're as a GM, you're not doing your job. So
2: one thing that we did talk about a little bit was Craig, uh, Craig Kimbrell going over to the White Sox. You guys got a, a closer that's going to go along. I think he's going to be your closer over Liam Hendricks. I don't think so. I think so. because it's, I, He already because talked I, about it. I, I'll tell you what. He- Kimbrell is a better pitcher than Hendricks. You can say whatever you want. Kimbrell right now. Right came, now. Came into form. Back to form this season. He came back to Ke- Craig Kimbrell. And more than likely... I think that Kimbrough is gonna be your closer down the stretch. Now, they're just gonna
1: go by they're now, gonna go by analytics. They're gonna say this and, and, and that. And
2: it's whatever. That's just my, my opinion. But what this is what I'll say is that when we're looking at both teams and I'm looking at the fact that we just traded our closer, mm-hmm. who was very good. Mm-hmm. The Cubs went and traded for Chapman. Mm-hmm. And what did he do right. immediately went back to the Yankees. Right. So when we I want to ask both of you guys, when we think about Javi, Rizzo or KB, which one of those three do you think is more likely to come back to the Cubs as a free agent?
3: Bias.
1: Bias. Yeah.
3: Bias. I, I think I think Chicago is better for his brand overall. Yeah. Um, honestly, um. I, I think that if anyone comes back is bias. I think, you know, I think the love for him here is genuine. His love amongst the community is genuine, but also bottom line, because baseball is a business, and he is a business unto himself. Right. Chicago is better for his brand. And, he and doesn't have to. He doesn't have to share much of the spotlight. He doesn't. He won't have. New York is tough.
1: Yes. You thought New Chicago fans were, were desperate and 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 yeah. bipolar. Yeah. New York is even worse.
3: New York is tough because pretty much he has pretty much. The time left in this season to show and prove yes. or, or the New York media is going to start calling him trash. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really
1: doesn't matter because he's a free agent after the season anyway, so it doesn't really matter.
3: Yeah, he's a free agent. I think I think the I think that he would be the more likely candidate. Now, do I see it happening? Probably not. But I think that's the most likely option because his brand was built here. And it's not too late for him to come back to it and be like, all right, well, I'm back and." I got my money and let's go back and all this bias stuff, bias, bias, bias. He could do that. Or he can take his talents to a smaller market and become big fish, small market, but maybe not win.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. What what about you, Z? What do you think? Uh, Again, I I still think it's going to be bias coming back. Uh, I think the KB and Rizzo, that's the Rizzo brand is done in Chicago. So I think the most likely
2: Player to actually come back, I think that's going to be Rizzo. I think that there's not going to be a ton of money for him out there, and I think that if you're talking about the potential of a player going to another team and then coming back, who is who has been the Cub? Who has been Mr. Cub for the past ten yeah, years? besides Ernie Banks, that's Mr. Rizzo. That's for this past ten years, it's yeah. Rizzo, and he's the most beloved. and And the funny thing is that I was at Gurney Mills yesterday, and any any shop that you went to, the the jerseys uh, and the jerseys were fifty percent off for. Brian, trying to, to stock up, trying to stock up, and and uh, KB, but I like the thought of Javi being the most likely, and I'm gonna tell you why. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode. When you look at all the free agent shortstops that are going to be coming out this season, you have Carlos Correa, Correa, you have Trevor Story, yep, you have um, the, the kid in Toronto that's been playing second for them up there, um, uh, Simeon, S- Simeon. Simeon, and and you have Baez, and when and, and when you look at between those four, those are pretty big names to be available in free agency, mm-hmm. and as they have better as like numbers. Who's the best hitter? It's not Bias. Bias is probably uh, one, either one or one A with Correa as far as the best defensive out of the four. But I mean, offensively, your your problem is is that you have to make up for those deficiencies that that Javi puts in place. Um, I think that. Rizzo always done a good job of being a contact hitter. I just think that it just got stale here, and I think that by him leaving them, bringing them in prospects, for he should sure. kind of re- refresh yep. himself a little bit, just to kind of reset a little bit and kind of give it a second chance. So that's that's my most likely uh, player to come back to the Cubs.
1: Well, this became a Cubs segment again. Yeah.
2: But, hey, hey, is, <laughs> hey we, we, we did. Wow. It's, it's about. Doing, I shut <laughs> up.
1: I shut up for 40 minutes, and this just became a Cubs segment it's again. It's about. Damn time. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, go White Sox. Yeah. <laughs> we're running right out of time here, so we're just going to say go White Sox.
3: Yeah, all right. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, say it,
0: I'll say it with you.
3: Go Sox. I'll say it with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I've, no, been, everybody, I've been
2: with you all season. Yes, you I've have. I've been with you all season. I got the receipts. So no, I, I get
1: you it. You guys are emotional. You're grieving. Yeah. You're trying to get this off all your chest, so that way you don't carry this baggage <laughs> we, to, to the off season. And
2: we, and we, and we did say this was going to be the therapy session. Yeah, free, we free did. Charge. No charge. We did. We did all well, right
3: let, thank let, you i, I, I appreciate
1: it <laughs> there you go listeners
2: all right let's take a pause for the cars and we will be back after this with stirring the pot with our special guest kochis Soulstar. oh yeah we all know that 2020 was no joke and with an ever-changing world climate many people are looking for a new opportunity Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand in hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you will be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out ACSI.tech and click on Careers to get started. That's ACSI.tech and click on Careers.
1: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, you know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. (laughs) All right, E, I am giving you the reins back of this segment. Because I'm done looking for food, man Right, yeah, we, we, we've done We're <laughs> exhausted on what food to find
2: already We've done quite a bit of food topics And I figure since we got our special guest Coachy Soulstar in the house uh, Let's do music this week Oh boy Because we know in this post-COVID Quote-unquote post-COVID society 400,000 folks trekked down to Lollapalooza this weekend, right? So my question to you Lollapalooza, <laughs> yay or nay? I'm gonna let our guests go first. Yeah,
3: nay. <laughs> I say nay.
1: I' <laughs> uh, gonna agree with you. Uh hell no! All uh, right, let's make that three for three. Because, uh, what? No, what? No, there's no hell reason. That's too, that's, hell no!
3: That's too many people. It's, it's too soon. It's too many people. I get it. The city needed the revenue. Yeah, yeah, that's what. That My prediction. My my prediction is this: Governor Pritzker, Mayor Lightfoot collaborated to get this money in, yep. and then once this is done and the dust is settled, and the Delta cases go up the next couple of weeks, yep, we're back yep. to shutdown.
2: Yep. yep. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm with yeah, you on that. This. I think you're on the right track.
3: Yeah. Um. I mean, here here's the thing: whether whether, it, whether there are people out there that believe it you know because i know there's still people who think this is just one giant hoax or whatever right whether you believe it or not death is happening people are sick and people are dying whether you think it's from covid 5g lines or whatever something's happening (laughs) 5g lines gathering (laughs) in a large gathering in a large group like that is like the dumb like that right now that's the dumbest thing you could do
2: yeah no.
3: I mean, I just did the show last night and until I went on stage my mask was on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like did I take it down and have my drink at the bar? Of course I did. You know, I I I you know, because I'm vaccinated, I feel somewhat say, but you know, I'm I'm not hundred percent out of it because Delta doesn't care if you're vaccinated or not. No.
1: <laughs> Neither does American Airlines.
3: <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, that's good
2: Well done, well done Well, l- let me ask you I mean, like, you know We've known each other for a while now And you have gone through your own, you know Issues with health in the past as well So, I mean, for someone like you This is especially dangerous
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm immunocompromised uh, Not on the level of some other people But I definitely don't have the full My body, my, my white blood cells are not running at 100% Right So, I, I am I am extremely careful um, Out there You know I, I, I've, I've never really Stopped socially distancing Like The past week Is probably the closest I've been to strangers In a mm. long time Because I had two shows This week And it was really a test I'm like Hmm I don't know Any of you people <laughs> like, like You know It's different Like you know Because I, I have various You know What they call pods
0: mm. uh,
3: That existed Like you know So I had like A group of friends That all through the pandemic We still got together And played D&D At least up until like into the extreme point, then we switched to online, and then once everyone got vaccinated, we went back to in person. But outside of really those and a couple select others, yeah, I haven't been around people, yeah, like real talk, like really? I really haven't.
2: I think like Z- I have Z- been. He and I, I were together like every week, but it's, I think there was maybe three or four people that we kind of surrounded ourselves with. Yeah, that's it. Family. Yeah, really. You know what I mean, like that was yeah,
3: it. Yeah, you had you had your you had your pod, you right. had Your right. your people who you trusted. Or you know, uh, in in that regard, and I have my I have my section as well. Um, this was my first time really being out in the general public, and like I had my merch table up for the first time in forever. Yeah. So like I had to like really, you know, be within close quarters of people. Right. And it was a little, it was a little anxiety causing. So when I see the pictures from Lollapalooza, I'm just like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> like y'all you rubbing on each other, naked, breathing all all yeah. over. Like
0: ah. Mm.
2: It gives you a different perspective the outside of, like, any protocols, too. I mean, because you think about, like... How many times you know you're 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 in a circle or whatever like that someone sparks up a joint you just pass it to the next person not even thinking about it mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you touched or, it, yeah. or or you know people uh, uh, when when the uh, Blackhawks win the cup and everyone's drinking out of that thing whatever the hell that you know what I mean so like I wonder how cautious yeah. people are gonna be and, and I remember, yeah I'm not
1: kissing the cup if we win it again
2: <laughs> but the, the thing is I remember people saying I'll never shake hands with anyone ever again and the first thing you do as soon as you feel a little bit comfortable you stick your hand out there mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. and it's just your your yeah, natural yeah, instinct.
3: Your hand out. You, know, what, hey, uh, you go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, man. Um, it's kind of funny because when I was at the the show that I did on Thursday, it was at a speakeasy, and one of the hosts of a speakeasy, like they were giving pre rolls away to nah. people, and and the, and the host was already smoking one. And he handed me one, and he got offended because I took my lighter and took it over the back, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like that was the only way I was going to accept it from them. They look like, "Hey, I don't have COVID." I was like, "I don't know what you got." Right? It
1: could be COVID. It could be herpes. It could be uh, anything.
3: Right. Mm-mm. Right. I don't know what you. I don't. I don't know what's been in or out of your mouth. So, <laughs> like, while I accept, uh. <laughs> so while I accept your weed, I will also make sure that it is safe for me to. You know, because if it's one thing I know,
1: fire kills everything.
3: Yeah, that's very true.
2: Hey, so listen, while we're talking about music a little bit, I mean, tell us about uh, your shows, Fly Nerd Group, everything that you got going on with your uh, with your music.
3: Yeah, uh, so I I host a weekly web show called Fly Nerd Group. Um, Much like you guys, we talk about uh, we talk about hip hop, uh, we talk about comic books, talk about movies, sci fi uh, issues in the geek community. Um, and within that, we are also we, we have also are we're putting out an album produced by a uh, Chicago producer Fifth Element. Yes. And uh, and I'm also working on my third solo project. Um, that's it. It started off as one one thing. But now as art, as, you know how artists are, we we change up and we change things around. Yep. So not dead yet is is like my latest venture. But I've decided to break it down into three volumes. So, the first volume I'm working on is called Semi Automatic Sunday. It's going to have like a real jazzy blues kind of feel. Um, the first single, L Burns, is up on all streaming platforms. So, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, not Tidal. Tidal's the only place you can't
0: find it.
2: Yeah. No, that, that, that's so. dope, man. I'm. I'm I, I've been kind of following some of the things that you've been doing for a long time. I remember when you used to have your store and stuff like that. So I mean like I said, like you're you're the quintessential Chicago comic book nerd M C to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Yeah, that that's 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 love, man. That's love, right. <laughs> So let let me uh, me ask you a question because I have a feeling that you might have already seen all of it that's been available. But one thing that we do like to talk about is shows that we've been watching. We we like to call that. What you looking at? And to me, the thing I've been looking at is the new He-Man on Netflix. One, I'm sure you've yeah, seen it. I, I feel like I, I feel like you probably had
1: uh, uh, a, like an inside uh, look yeah. before it even got published. <laughs> yeah, the bootleg DVD. Well, I,
3: <laughs> so well, you it, know, you know, Kevin, Ke- Kevin didn't hit me up uh, with, <laughs> with, with, with an advance, so I had to wait. I had to wait like everybody else. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, for Netflix to see it, but I, I watched it in its entirety and. To all the fanboys and all the nostalgia gatekeepers who are complaining, goat shit. Yeah. It, the, lore, the lore is changed. It is. It, and it did not focus on He-Man, which was great because He-Man's the least interesting thing about the Matches <laughs> of the Universe. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and hey, I had that one. Battle Damage He-Man? The, I had Battle Damage. Original, my original from 1984, man. Dope. So, and it's not and it's not that I don't like He-Man, but if you look at the lore, yeah. he is the most simple he is the he is the square in that universe. He that he, he is what you get. Prince Adam becomes super powerful, beats up people. There's no depth to He-Man.
2: No, no, <laughs> there no absolutely not.
3: There isn't. But and I like that Kevin Smith addressed that, and instead of adding a ton of problems onto Prince Adam and He-Man. He made it a problem for the rest of the world. Yes. I thought that was brilliant, personally.
1: I, I, th- I, thought, I thought it was that cool.
3: Was the way to, I thought that was the way to take it. Were there other things that I would have maybe done differently here and there? Sure. Maybe not got... As much as I love Mark Hamill. One love Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. His Skeletor sounded too much like his Joker.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to watch it and then compare and contrast. Yeah, because, Yeah, he is, he is my Joker.
2: And the, and the original yeah, Skeletor yeah, voice... And- was amazing i mean like you it's one of those voices that throughout like the entire show that's the one that you remember with that kind of high pitch almost easily but like completely like you as soon as he started talking you knew that was the bad guy
3: yeah and it's not that mark hamill didn't didn't like properly voice act like as far as like emoting skeletor he was great as far as like conveying the purpose but when you listen to him it was like all i hear is the joker
2: yeah yeah, it's too. It's too. You know,
3: similar. that's all, Yeah, it was too. It was too similar, and I know that Mark Hamill does have range. I mean, he was skips on regular show. A lot of people didn't know that. Oh wow, Mark Hamill was skips on regular show for years, ten years or eight years, however long regular show was on. You know, so he can do other voices. I would have wanted him to do expand that or get a different voice actor who can make who can capture Skeletor well.
2: And they, they had you know, a lot not- of voice actors in the show. I mean, I think Lena Headley was in the show. I mean, there was a yeah. lot of people. There the, we were just talking about the the other uh, the other guy from uh, Game of Thrones, um, so the, the fisherman the, guy. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of voice yeah, actors. He, on the Yeah,
3: uh, Liam something. Yeah. yeah, he was the 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 guy who uh, was in the in the uh, who taught who got he got taught how to read. Yes. by yeah. the girl that they burned. Yes, right. yes, yeah. yes.
1: He, That's what. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that a little bit, but I mean, look, yeah, I, Kevin. I,
2: well, I think you got to uh, think of it this way too. Is like Kevin Smith is like, wait, I get to remake He Man. Uh, I want you, I want you, and yeah. I, I'm gonna get the guy. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get Luke <laughs> slash Joker, and I want you to be my guy. So I can't really I like the yeah, casting maybe, was there. Maybe you wanted a different guy, but I mean, like Kevin Smith, like I'm not gonna. If, if you're
1: I'm not here, gonna, you're gonna not mess this, I'm, gonna, it up. I'm gonna get the best of the best, right? Right,
3: exactly. Yeah, no, and he did. He did get the best of the best. Like overall, the voice cast is phenomenal. It, like, like I said, Mark Hamill does a great job as Skeletor, right. but there are moments where you're just like you're ready for him to say Batman. Like you just <laughs> keep waiting for, him. <laughs> you, you keep waiting for him to say it. Which is why I'm glad that overall Skeletor and He Man don't dominate the narrative. Yeah. it's it's story.
2: It's the masters it of the universe, not just He Man.
3: Yeah, they address the entire world, and they really they really go into the lore. And I like the fact that. We find out why Castle Grayskull is named Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. We see the previous defenders of Eternia, so all that stuff gets added in, and it's great for to me as someone who likes depth in a fantasy world.
1: Right, right.
3: Z, so, Z I mean, I'm
1: going to watch it. Watch Z, you when I get home. Z, what have you been watching? Uh, well, Ted Lasso season two. Yeah. Uh, premiered the last two weeks So okay, I, I Yeah, yeah I watched that's the great. last uh, Two episodes That has been phenomenal Yeah I Been laughing out loud Literally like The stuff that he puts The situation he puts himself in Is just So comical You're like Yeah this can happen Yeah And then the other show That you recommended last week Sheboygan or whatever it's called
2: Oh it's uh, Spligadoon Or Shmigadoon Yes, The musical one Yes uh, so Leslie doing.
1: Strong yeah. Just is, is so good in Ce- it Cecily Strong uh, Cecily Strong Sorry Yeah it's
2: Cecily Strong And Keegan-Michael Key And this is another um, Lauren Michaels production So what you're seeing now So so if For those of you Who don't know Because you ain't been Paying attention I'm a big SNL nerd And that was my whole thing With my, my homie Mike One that, that we went through And you're looking at um, A lot of these SNL stars Over the past 10-15 years Really continue to grow In mm-hmm. their roles Um, Jason Sudeikis uh, Cecily Strong now in the role and all this stuff so I mean like you're seeing a lot more of the SNL alums actually getting TV shows and being sustained and like um, Andy Samberg on Brooklyn Nine-Nine so these guys actually sustaining a career of acting outside of SNL has has been phenomenal for me to see these guys grow
3: Hey Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a genius of a show Absolutely, that show is genius absolute genius and I love the how the cast has grown and the changes that they've under undergone from season one to now. Like i really felt like I've watched these characters develop and find like really good voices. I'm sad that this is the last season. Right. But whenever, whenever two main characters get married, it's all, it's like the death <laughs> nail of a show. <laughs> well, like, you- it's like kind of time to. Time to, to close the books you know once once sam and once once uh in cheers once they got married it's like i just i'm not yeah. i don't care well you know <laughs> the, the,
2: the thing is specifically about that show if you take each individual character and separate them you're like this sounds absolutely ridiculous uh-huh. you know even even down to uh, uh the sarge even down to um your your captain is a stoic older black man who's gay and uh-huh. you're just like Every, he completely and totally breaking the gay stereotype. And, you know, and, and I thought the way he played it was phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, um, oh yeah. it, it was just it, like I said, if you take each character out of it individual, you're like, none of this should work. They work so well together. The writing is, is so good mm-hmm. and it's consistent. And, and the way that they continue and grow the storyline throughout the uh, throughout the show, it was phenomenal. Um, one thing that I want to touch on before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, this past week was the four-year anniversary of us uh, losing our good friend Mike. One, um, you know, he was he was like I I just mentioned he was a very uh, he was my SNL buddy. We used to give each other a, a hard time. I will say over the past four years, because of my relationship with Mike, I've met and talked to and just been open to talk to talking to so many different people, Sean here included. Because once we kind of Realized, yo, we're, we're all a part of the same community We just start talking more and more and more And just becoming friends with people we might have known of But never really interacted with before So, um, you know, along along with Mike 1 um, The day before, um, on June or July 28th Was my buddy Bill's birthday uh-huh. And Mike was with me in New Orleans when Bill passed away Oh, wow So it was Bill's birthday oh, wow. in the, on the 28th and then the anniversary of Mike passing on the 29th and for whatever reason those two within my life without ever knowing each other are so connected to one another it's it's amazing so i got I, I just wanted to say you know we're still thinking about you mike we love you and uh and i just wanted to give you a shout out and let you know that you're still having an impact on a lot of people
3: yeah definitely definitely peace to mike one uh love, love that guy he he was always he always made me laugh and it, it's, you know, sadly, I, ha- I was talking to him the week before his passing. Yeah. And we had we had just talked about uh, getting together and working out um, and stuff. And we were supposed to meet up. And then, unfortunately, yeah. the news dropped. And it, I, I was just like, wow, you know. And but and I wish I, I can honestly say, I w- like many others, I wish I could have seen the signs. I wish I had recognized yeah. that farewell tour. I, like he was, he was visiting yeah. so many people yes, that yes. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't register in my head that this was him. He was going around and saying goodbye. Yep.
0: Wow. And it,
3: it, it, it wasn't until he, it wasn't until that unfortunate stuff happened. It made me look at his timeline again. Like I started yep. scrolling back to the timeline and, he was and I was everyone. like, yeah, I was like, he decided this a long yeah. time
2: ago. Oh, well. Yeah, there was there was a lot of things that 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 he went through, um, yeah. especially in those last few years of his life. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it, it just it just kind of came to a head for him. Um,
3: yeah, like, I, it's, yeah, it's one of those things like, like I wish I could have read the signs. I wish, you know, it's just one of those things like, was there something I, like I went through? I'm sure what many of us went through was there something i could have said or done
2: yeah and, and 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 that was the thing is that i actually texted with him that night because i got a random friend request from some dude and i and i texted him and i was like hey mike who is this guy your mutual friends he goes i remember the text because he says i don't know he's nuttier than me and i'm off my meds whoa he said that to me that night and I and and in our typical fashion i was like ha 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 you know and and it, and it was just left at that and then I, and then i got that uh I got that call early in the morning the next day and it was just, you know, just just thinking about it again just makes me break down. And and we've done this a couple of times, but I do want to take this opportunity to mention if you or someone that, you know, is suicidal. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. It's
3: OK. It's absolutely. It's, it's okay. Okay. talking it's to somebody
2: okay. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. That is going to be it for today. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. And don't forget to check out our new friends over at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Shout out to today's awesome guest host, Sean Akins, a.k.a. Coachy Sosar. Give it up. Thank Thank you you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Sean.
3: Thank you.
2: Yeah, you can check him out every week. Check out Fly Nerd Group. Search him on YouTube. Search him on Facebook. Go and get it and check out his new projects coming out soon. And don't forget, check out uh, Mike Logic Ideal. They got some of these back episodes of the All Net Podcast talking about this uh, NBA final season, this magical season for the Milwaukee Bucks. Check him out and don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio Podcast, now available on all major platforms. And uh, Shout out to rodish and shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment, merch, and gear. And don't forget to check hey. us out. <laughs> He's the bad man. <laughs> don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's @truechi fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify and reach out to us. Hit the DMs, give us your stirring the pod ideas, your movie recommendations and uh, tell us what you think about these Cubs trades. You know, we want to hear, <laughs> we want to we'll, if you got some good, we'll, we'll put it on the show. And don't forget you can also reach out to us on our email at at TrueChicago fans at gmail.com. Alright, y'all for All Big Z, E Rock, and our boy Coachy Soul Star. We will see you next week for episode 57. Until then, Peace be good to each other for
1: the love of sports.
0: Yeah. A few moments later.
2: You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth,
1: lover boy.
0: Nature versus nurture lodge. Nature always wins.
3: I think he's on steroids. <laughs> ¡Hasta luego,
0: amigos! That's off. Oh, I shouldn't have those artichokes. eat are poppers.